some of them. You're wasting all your time and money on models. Paint what you have. This right. show on the road. Recording. All right. Got your fingers ready? Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, that, no, that worked. <laughs> Actually, no, do the other way. Other hand. Wait, wait. Six, five, in, no. six in the other hand. Five, way. six, yeah. four. Yeah, right? That, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the blooper. <laughs> I'm going to bump your head when you come up. Ah, fuck off. All right. Idiot. I'm ready. Twist in the mustache a little bit. Yeah, that'll work. It is. Look. That's great. Just what you need. Raleigh Fingers. You don't even know who Raleigh Fingers is. I've heard the name. I want to see what the the, uh, Abbott and Costello's or with the uh, Marx Brothers. Raleigh Fingers? Yeah. What's, what's that guy? No, he was a fucking Major League Baseball pitcher in the 1970s and early 80s, you fucking idiot. Okay? Was he with the Marx Brothers? I sure hope you're recording this, because <laughs> I can't wait to see how many people can see what a big moron you are. <laughs> what, what, what team did he play for? Raleigh Fingers is a baseball player? He played for the early 70s Oakland A's. Played for the Milwaukee Wait, is it Raleigh, like Raleigh, North Carolina? (laughs) R-O-L-L-I-E, Raleigh. You're a moron. I don't watch sports ball. It's not my fault. You watch baseball? Once in a while, yeah, but not... I don't know baseball. That's for sure. No, yeah, I don't. I know the White Sox You couldn't spell baseball if I spotted you baseball. (laughs) Okay. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Model Club TV, episode 64. Did you get it right? What? Uh, I don't know. Right, Who yeah, cares? Whatever. Will you still need me? As always. Will you still feed me? As most of the time. My co-host, lovely co-host, Scott Johansson. Did you know that song I was just singing? I didn't hear. Will you still need me? Will you still feed me? When I'm 64. What? What is that? A fucking Beatles song, you moron, oh. from Sgt. Pepper's. Lonely Hearts Club Band album, okay? You probably just got us, like, uh, flagged for copyright or something singing that. You should be flagged for stupidity. Okay. None now of you that... sound like my mom. No. What, like, what is happening? That's metal <laughs> bullshit you in. listen to would even be around if it wasn't for Sgt. Pepper's. That right? is true. I agree. I agree. I agree. Okay. I agree with you. Right. Let's move on. I'm Jason Walker, the host talk. and my co-host. <laughs> We so for let's most get people this over with. Yeah, I was gonna say. So people who like we think we just started. No, we've been at it for an hour with our lovely interview with Vlad Petnicki. Went really well. It's really it's it was pretty fun. So super nice guy. Yeah, super, super nice, nice guy. guy. Stay Can't tuned wait to meet that. him. We're gonna do more of these kind of modeler spotlights as we go. We've done them in the past. We kind of we haven't done one in a while. So I thought it was time to take care of that. Um, the uh, just a heads up. It's a short month. So we're going to be doing this again really quick. And uh, the next episode, our guest, I'm not going to give it away. It's a uh, well-known sculptor, and it will be making his second appearance on the show. So be ready for that at the end of the month. Little teaser. Yeah, Um, he better be ready by the end of the month, too, or the beginning of the month. 
And we were going to have Terry on this month, but he had to push some things back. So Terry Webb is coming as yeah. well for another. Terry's uh, in a wheelchair now. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. I can say Everyone, he doesn't watch. What yeah, do I care? Yeah, he doesn't watch. Thoughts and prayers for Terry Webb. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he needs it. How are you, Scott? How's things? Great. I'm great. I want to uh, give a shout out. I don't know if you want to put this here or not, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, to our friend Phil uh, Kupka. Yep. Who is just going to say struggling right now, uh, having a tough time. Jason's going to put a link to a website that Phil's wife, Diane, updates when she can with Phil's condition and what's going on so she doesn't have to make 100 calls or whatever. Right. She did call me and told me we could put this up so that people could see what's going on. So for those of you asking, um, it's kind of like, a, just wanna... like a daily, like a, like a blog of like what's, what yeah. Phil's going through and like his treatment and things. So if you're interested, hop on over there to see what's going on, but it's Scott, I don't know what, like it's yeah. It's, right it's, right now he's struggling. Let's, let's yeah. just leave it at that. And uh, we'll see where it's going from there. Yeah. So, so again, Keep filling your thoughts. Well, we missed that guy. I missed the emails. Um, hang in there, buddy. It's you know, tough, 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 tough road. So check out the link below if you're interested. Um, I think if there is some sort of, is there, we could edit this out. Is there some sort of donation thing anywhere yet? Or uh, not yet. If it is, if you would like to donate, I can get you an address. Um, I think in the one post she said, one of the things that's really helped because of the time she's has had to spend um, taking care of my like DoorDash gift cards and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was gonna they, say that's what really we've done used. for people on chemo. Like so, um, cards and stuff. you know, and then maybe, um, you know, I I think that was the the main one. I think she mentioned, you know, how helpful that was. Okay. And, uh, so DoorDash, if you're DoorDash gift okay. cards, and if you need the address, email one of us, and we'll get it to you. And maybe we'll work something out in. We'll talk off the air about it and maybe work something out like a group kind of mm-hmm. like, like package over that way. So, all right, we'll like hit that kind of tough news out of the way and kind of move forward. Um, uh, email, voicemail, discord. I didn't forget the discord part this time. So if you want to get a hold of us, send us an email. It is, I have to click over here. Like always, it is modelclubtv at gmail.com send us an email emails have been kind of light recently we've got some good ones got some some stuff but not coming as much as they used to so i don't have to read as much so that's kind of cool so send us a voice god yeah i know um i want the readosaurus to get mad oh god why why must you continue um, and then the voicemail for the show is 708-816-4299. These are much better. As long as you keep it to 30 seconds, it's much better than listening to me try and read something. 708-816-4299. That's the voicemail. There is a Discord. All of that information is below. And we have our Teespring and Redbubble shops, which I'm going to be updating here shortly. Just kind of run out of time. I The last time the episode went live, two weeks ago, we're recording, what's today? The 9th of February. Holy crap, this year's going fast. Um, I got sick that day, and I'm still not, you can kind of hear it. I have not been well for the last week and a half. So it, it, I it thought it was like, because yeah. you had uh, balsuctopia, but it's. I, I, I've heard that I've had balsuctopia. Not quite sure the symptoms of that or the reason, but yeah. that's what I have, apparently. So 
long story, inside joke. And if that person's watching, GFY, we sure appreciate your yeah. kind words. GFY. So, uh, That's what yeah. I'll say. Anyway, like and subscribe to the show. Please, please, please. We're getting Discord, there. Discord, too. Discord. Yep. Discord. Saturday nights, we seem to get on. And we have gone late. I think I was up till yeah, 2.30 again oh, really? this, okay. this week. Um, I will be out of town this weekend. So I Brian Clark usually is on for about 10 minutes, and he has to go to bed by 8 o'clock. Uh, I think because you, know. you show up and then he leaves because he's there for about He does hour. leave because he he's afraid of me. Okay. A lot of people are afraid of me. I, yeah, I know. Um, see any movies? I'll take no. that. Uh, no. Yeah, me. Well, I did watch one movie. Model and Movie Episode 2 is coming after I'm done editing this. Uh, no, you did watch something. Last of Us. Was that a movie or a show? TV show. That counts. Uh, and no spoilers, please. I am currently playing The Last of Us on PlayStation So I, before I watch the show. so And I want to be clear. I didn't really watch it. I'm more or less listening to some of it, but I don't know. More zombie apocalypse bullshit to yeah. me, but it's... I've also been playing the Starship Starship Troopers game, which is an old like strategy, old style strategy game, and I'm really liking that. But I haven't been able to play games for a while. You ever hear the song that. Starship Trooper? Nope. Huh. Huh. No. Nope. Okay. Yeah. Big kudos to the first person that could tell us without looking it up who uh, did the song Starship Trooper. All right, giveaway. I'm, I'm ready. From I got the a Jaeger crack, army. So let's, let's do get that this done me. with. Oh my god! No, I don't. I'm just kidding. God, <laughs> bring it back. All right, we have our giveaway. <laughs> Sorry, I had to readjust Windows while I, I was, we're talking. Farts. I was thinking when you said a ripped ass. <laughs> All right, so we have our giveaway from the Jaeger army. Scott, what can people win this episode? And the uh, code word was. The code, code word words. was: I'm a fiddler on the roof. Sneak peek. There it is. Wait, let me pull you up. The Fiddler. There you go. Oh, nice. Latest addition to the Jaeger army. And hold on now. I'm going to have to bust some ass on this. Oh, no. Okay. What? Maybe not. You're going to bust ass. going to bust ass. Hold on. Let's see if I can bust Jaeger's ass, but I don't think I can. I think he did it. Hold on. <laughs> pull out a magnifying glass? What? Well, yeah, because. <laughs> what are you doing? I think this is the first one. Gonna have to ask Paul. Paul, you gotta answer this. Is this the first one that doesn't have the YA logo, the Jaeger Army logo on it somewhere? Oh. Or the little YA. Uh oh. So well, right. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll I'll sharpie it on the bottom for whoever wins. <laughs> okay. All right, that'll work. All right, so. We are going to, I've pulled the names. I'm going to shuffle the names like a bunch of times. If I forgot. See what I name, did to Bill Wilson when he wrote, I'm a fiddler on the roof. And I go, you sure are. <laughs> I did. Uh, spinning. And Here our winner go. is. Dun, dun, dun. John Diaz is the winner of the fiddler on the roof. All right, congratulations, John Diaz. Well done, sir. I Send spoke to John you. recently about uh, coming on, and John's a long-time uh, 
Yeah, that'd be cool. Hobby guy. As a matter of fact, I met John at my second Wonderfest, so that was what? 28, however many years ago. 97? 98? No, 96. 96? Yeah, second yeah. one. Yeah. 96. So, was 95. Um, so, so, what, yeah. 27 years ago? Yeah, yeah, look at that. Cool. And John Diaz was the first guy that I ever trusted. And, like, I walked out of there going, man, I hope I didn't do screw up here. But he had a uh, man thing kit that Mark Van Tyne had sculpted. It called the Bayou Beast at the time. And um, I just really liked it, you know. At, oh, at I, the rem- time. I remember that kit. I told and, you. Uh, and what's funny is how inexpensive it was. I think it was like $60, which is yeah. unheard of now. Okay? <laughs> but John was out of stock. So he said, well, give me the money. I'll, I'll send it to you. And I'm sitting there going, and I don't even know this guy, but like, I really want this. So I gave him the money. And of course, he sent it to me. And um, I had it in my collection for years. And um, I recently, in the last few years, I actually gave mine away to a guy that's a big Man Thing fan, Rob Madison, our friend Rob Madison. Nice. And I would have never gave it away. However, um, Rob had Mark, Rob, Rob was blackmailing you. Rob was blackmailing me. He has pictures of me with bad things with the and dog? Uh, with my Man Thing. <laughs> and uh, no, so Rob. Um, I gave that to Rob because he was always he's always a fan of the man thing. And I probably would have never gave that kid up except for Mark later sculpted one for Bowen Designs. And I do have the Bowen Design statue yeah. of the man thing that Mark sculpted, which I like is the pose on that one where his arm is also. Kind of oh, yeah. it's and it's it, and the kid. posture and everything. Um the man thing is like Mark's baby, I think. So we'll talk. Um, no, wait, who, what, what, no, yeah, 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 but, uh, yeah, we'll talk more about that someday, yeah, but, well, uh, cool, that's, a, I think, the, I think my, uh, little history, the first time I ever gave money to someone with the promise of them shipping it was Charlie McGrady. <laughs> How'd that go? Yeah, it didn't go well. It took a the really waiting? long time. It took Just a really waiting? long time. No, I did get it, but it was a very long time. It was the Flea Rider that he produced, and it, oh, okay. I, because he would show up at Wonderfest with nothing. You'd have to pay him, and then he would send it to you. And it took a long time to get Yeah, He had a lot of logs in the fire at that yeah, point in time, was, too. Yep, so. he did. So, cool. All right. Next John time's Diaz. giveaway. Yep, John Diaz won. Uh, where did my pen go? There it is. All right. The next giveaway. Next episode. I have an email to read. This is from Ron Joseph. Fan of the show, fellow modeler, always contributing, always commenting, entering the contest. Um, Hello, Jason and Scott. Big fan of the show. And after you stated that the giveaway vault was empty, I wanted to do something uh, for the Model Club TV community. I went through my stash. You can call it a hoard if you want of kits. And I have picked some out for you to do whatever you guys seem uh, see fit with them. Thank you for everything that you guys do and keep on doing what you're doing. So thank you. There's Ron. a lot of do. There's a lot yeah. of do do. Yeah. So thank you, Ron. And the- thanks, Ron. Let me get. I haven't opened the box yet, so I don't know what he sent. So I thought it would be cool to kind of open this live. Yeah. And then we'll figure out cool what to like do if a it. bunch of bugs crawled out of there. That'd be awesome. So, oh, wait, did I didn't show his address? Did I? No. I can't well, I don't know. But it has some cool. Uh, there's a little. Grogu sticker on there. So 
opening. Dun, dun, dun. Watch me drop it and break it. Like, what was the last thing I dropped, Scott? That I, you know, that funny you... you should mention that. Because right here, <laughs> here, I would show you what the Cyclops box looks like undamaged. I think I have something wrong with my hands. Maybe I'm like pre-MS or something. This is, by the way, I know you covered this. and you, but... Dude, it's a great box, dude. This is really a nice box. I love it. But box. it's really a nice kit. Yeah, uh, it is a nice kit. But to sound like a nerd, that's it, a great box. But, you know, it's um, just a good presentation. But these guys are doing good stuff. All right, he sent me a letter. I'll read that. I think that's just to me, though. So I'm not going to. All right. Here's the box. Open. Ooh. Satan's crate. That's right. That. That's a Satan, fun model, actually. Yeah, I have Satan's one of those. crate from Kit Builders. Look at that. Number 2,296 out of 2,500. It's a limited edition. What did you just say? What? 2,296 2000. out of 2,500. I thought you said 2,900 out of... You're out so of... quick to judge me. You're so quick. No, I asked. I didn't judge. I asked You were about first. to jump all over me like a... Oh, I was. Yeah. All right, something in a bag. Something in a bag. Ooh, can I, what, what is this? Oh, no. You should have dropped it. Yeah, I, I didn't drop anything. <laughs> an arm. I have an arm. Oh, it's a little Vampirella. Look at that. With a gravestone base. Tombstone. Sits on there with the arm. I don't want to break this, so I put it right back in. <laughs> and not dropping it. All right, and there is, I think, one more kit. One more. One more, I think. One awesome. more kit for Ronnie. Right. One more thank kit. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Yep. Monsters of the Movies, The Wolfman. All right. Yep, and I think that's a resin repop of that. Is it? Okay. Yep. Resin repop of that. Can we get in trouble for this? Um, I don't have a problem with Aurora stuff being done. I know there's those that do and why, but I don't. So we're still gonna give it away. We're not selling. We're gonna give it away. We're still se we're not selling. So awesome. All right, what do people do? We have three kits to give away. Well, do we want to give away all three? We're gonna do one. We'll do three. We'll do three. We'll pull three names. Okay. So if you're interested in any of these. Let's put thank you, Ron, in the comments for this episode. No, how about how, thank wait. you? Well, do we want to do specific or do we want to just decide who gets what? Uh, no, let's do specific. Okay. Let's let them pick. So how about thank you, Vampy Ron? Thank you, Satan Ron. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, pretty... thank you, Wolfman Ron. How about All that? Right. That's how we do it. All right. And let's just so you know, Ron has no known affiliation with Satan or anything like that. <laughs> well, we don't know that. Maybe he does. Don't get crazy. <laughs> All the cards and letters go to Jason's. <laughs> so, yeah. Seriously, so, thank, thank you, Mr. Ron. It, it's, uh, I love when people do that. Give back to the community and, and help us out a bit, too. So, awesome. I also have, I was looking through my stuff. I have two of the paper, I think two of the paper models left from Dan Churning. 
And I'm going to put those randomly into some of the boxes with these giveaways. So I think I have two left. So I don't know what you should start doing. Yeah. What should I start doing? I should start doing a lot, actually. You're going to like this. Oh, am I? Start putting a cult TV man sticker in each box because we have a stack of them now. (laughs) You're right. I got one right here. I think I will. (laughs) So, um, all right. Awesome. Are you still putting Model Club stickers in there, you cheap bastard? Yeah, when, yes, I am. When I give something okay. away, I put it in there. Cheap bastard. All right. All yeah. right. News and reviews. All right. First, um, you know what? I'll save that for an email. I thought you were going to read Ron's letter. I did. No, the one that was in the box. No, that one I'm not going to read. Oh, why? Does he make fun of your beard? Or your Raleigh Fingers mustache? Oh, I'll read it. Okay, I didn't know what he... I wanted to make sure it was appropriate. <laughs> Show. Uh, this was from the, le- the from inside the box from Ron. Hey, Jason, here are those kits I uh, uh, emailed you about. Only He writes as good as I do. <laughs> printing <laughs> Only thing I think in return is that whoever wins them has to underline three times has to post them send a photo of the finished model to model club tv my compressor is leaking uh model club tv so it can be shown on a future episode i agree you have to paint these at some point and and send a picture well that leaves me out of the contest yeah you're out so if you're not planning on building or painting it could take you a year that's fine compressor my ass you probably had these for dinner Oh man, no! I am on a uh, White Castle hiatus. Sabbatical. Sabbatical. I've you, been banned uh, for how long? Uh, it's been three years. Yeah, you're due. And I, I was a very big White Castle person. Like, you know, what least... we'll do. We'll get you really good and fucked up at Wonderfest, and then you'll want them. I don't. Okay. Is there a White Castle in Louisville? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I have one 15 feet from my house. Oh no, it's around the corner. It's it's a one minute car ride. I was going to say, it's not 15 feet from your house. It's, I was going to say 15 minutes, but it's not. It's a minute drive from my house. Yeah, the last guy they ate White Castle there was your neighbor across the street. We know yeah. that. Oh, man. Dude, okay. Can I talk about that? Is it legally? Can I talk about that? Well, sure. We're kinda, yeah. This okay. is news. Everyone, it kind of fits into us. Uh, they found the guy that lives across the street dead in his house and he uh was a truck driver he's probably my age we don't know what happened this was yesterday so it's not like man and i thought like if i lived alone no one would know unless i like work would call but if it's summertime well, no when when model club tv yeah well they, yeah they would know by the 15th or the 30th if there was and no model club posted. tv just so everyone knows is if something happens to jason is dead because i have none of it's the over. It's over. Okay. Damn it, passwords. You don't have the work ethic to put this show on okay. twice. I don't even have the passwords to answer the emails. You know, I, I'm nothing. Yeah. Rightfully so. So, yeah, I mean, make some. I'll I don't know. I'm your dead carcass. I swear <laughs> to God, I will. Like, take care of, like, have some sort of, I don't know. If you live alone, get a hold of someone to call you once a day, maybe. With well, I don't not, know, maybe not once a day, but once every, every couple days. A couple or, days, you know, so. check in with someone once a, every couple days. But this guy was a real like loner, 
like didn't talk to any of us was we didn't know when he was home didn't know when he was around like let his grass go really long sometimes so no one knew to check on him and we're just like oh oh boy jamie went left i left for work and then jamie left and some a cop was trying to get over the fence to try and get in the house she's like what's going on anyway news and reviews make the dude dudes again I did already. Do 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 So from Paul Gill and Gillman Productions. What are we waiting for? Push the button. Paul Gill and Gillman Productions. We have a Bigfoot. And it is sculpted by wait, no, no. Scott, ask me who it's sculpted by. What do you know? I do know. Who sculpted it? Michael Jeez. White sculpted this Patterson Bigfoot. So here wow. we have the quarter scale bust. Really nice piece. Um, I, again, we showed it last week, but he has this really cool. It's called the Top Secret Black Files is the new line. And I'm showing this here because it's the first in the series. And then he sent us a sneak preview of the next in the series, which is an alien, a simple little gray. And I'm going to go ahead and put the video here, edit it in. Also sculpted Michael by Michael White. And I really like this alien because I even tell, told Paul, aliens like this, even though technically they're supposed to be your grays, you don't have to go that route. And you could do some really cool stuff with paint schemes. So this is a painter's delight, I think, when it comes out. If you really want to try something cool and do some great patterns and stippling or blending and, and do some really cool stuff with just a simple alien model. So the top secret black file kits, we have Patty. The Patterson Bigfoot, and next up is the alien. Your great alien. He'll probably have some really cool so, name for it. Yep. You know, I want to thank Paul because of his Bigfoot of, um, obsession. <laughs> okay. And discussions him and I have had. Guess what's in my algorithm now? Okay. Bigfoot? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sister Wives is gone. <laughs> now I got Bigfoot. Awesome. He uh he he added me to some Facebook, uh Bigfoot group and he probably added me too, bastard. Dude, dude, it's awesome because some of the pictures are so ridiculous that it's funny to look at, and other ones are like, oh okay, what is that? All right, up next from the Thing series, we have Blair. So sneak peek. I'm not sure he's shared this yet, but we have Blair. Um, Scott, ask me who sculpted this. I know who sculpted this. But no, you can still ask me, because I know too. Oh, do you know who sculpted this? This is a Jeff Yeager sculpt. Wow. Look at you. <laughs> and we have Blair. This, this uh, thing. Yeah. Okay. And again, I've never seen the movie. Okay. Okay. So we're going to start with that. But that whole hand in that guy's mouth, <laughs> stretching out. I mean, just look at that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really well. Do you know who like, the guy with the... With, the hander, the hand guy is the actor. I do not. No, it's Wilford Brimley. Which oh, the big one. Yeah, the guy Diab- doing it. Yep, diabetes. Diabetes, diabetes. Him. <laughs> <laughs> so no, another great sculpt, and it's going to fit right in very well with the other ones. And I, this is such a cool line, and I, I think it's it's got to be one of his best sellers. This line of kits because I like, I see so many of them out there, and I love oh yeah, the and he look. gets a list. Yeah, I mean, right away for these. So, so. Ju- get ready. I'm not sure when it's coming, but it is coming. So, I, I love the expression on <laughs> Wilford on Blair's face. 
on Wilford Brimley or he, and even in the movie, it's kind of, it's creepy like that. I, I really, I think Jeff captured that well and he captured <laughs> what happened in the movie really well. So, um, kudos again to both Paul Gill and Jeff Yeager. Some really cool stuff. We have another sneak peek. I don't think Paul, I think Paul showed this. I think, did he show this online? Well, if not, you're in trouble. Uh, yeah, me. but I think, I think he has, he gave it to me to show. So I keep telling him if you want, the information to be accurate. No, it's all accurate. Send it's it to me. Shut okay. Up. Shut up. All right. We have the first in the Monster Squad series of Bust, The Mummy. Scott, have you seen The Monster Squad? No. Oh, my God. Really? No, but I'm aware of it. I'm aware of a lot of things. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> No Raleigh fingers. Was. Yeah, well, yes. Um, this is great. It looks just like this is a great sculpt. This is a great sculpt by Mark Van Tyne. There you go. That's beautiful. Look at that. So I've got my information down pat today. So no, it great. It looks just like the mummy in the movie, which is one of the better mummies, I think, in movie history. It's one of the really good, creepy. Like that's what a mummy would look like, and on the discord if you were on the discord on saturday you would have got i think it was on he showed us before you got there but he's we were talking yeah, about he was the, gone by the time yeah. I got there. He, so he, he, uh mark came on and was, we were talking about the base that he's working on for this and we were kind of walking him through and we were bouncing ideas back and forth for the base for this piece so hey you never know on discord you might get to participate in bringing a kid to life so great piece i'm really looking forward to all of these because i love those those monster designs are great uh, monster squad's awesome so paul gill reach out links everything's going to be down below for paul gill's information uh up next from cg blade pseudoverse creations uh i think he's going to have a special going for this with a promo code maybe when we're going if not i take that back but he had emailed me saying when the show comes out that there will be a little sale on this kit and i'm not sure where the original stuff came from because again wasn't that wasn't sent it looks almost like a uh, We Make Monsters kit coming out. Uh, but this is Pearl from the movie Pearl, which is a prequel to another movie. Um, and I have not seen it, so I can't say anything about it right now. But it's a lady feeding stuff to an alligator. And it's... I like the base. Yeah, the base is cool. There's a lot of really cool details in this. So if you are interested in this, he's going to have prints available. I'm sure there, I'm guessing there might be a couple different sizes, but I'm not sure. But CG usually does over on his Etsy site. So the link is there uh, down below again to head over to Pseudoverse Creations on Etsy to pick up the Pearl Kit. It's a great little diorama and you get some clear resin to play with. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, some cool stuff going on there. Uh, I think she feeds people to this alligator in the movie. Well, that looks like a goose to me, but I could be wrong. I know, but this is a goose. But I think in the movie, she's because I saw a still picture, which I will put up here, of someone in a wheelchair being fed to the alligator. So, good times. Awesome. Check out CG Blade, Pseudoverse Creations. Man. Tons of other prints available. Now I know what I'm going to do with my Mark Worthling head. Feed it to the alligator? Yeah, put it on this pitchfork and, yeah. All right. Yeah. So we've we still got to about... do that. By the way, that that yeah. idea has not gone away. We're still yeah. Um, wait. Tell the idea fact... for new listeners. Tell people the idea. 
Yeah, so in Mark's last box art tribute, there was a Mark Worthling head. And we want to have a contest who can do the coolest thing with the Mark Worthling head. Now, I know he's got some extras cast up. I guess what we need to do is start gauging some interest to see how many we need. And um, yeah. we'll come up with a good prize for that. Um, so if you're serious about this, shoot us an email. Um, yeah, we need to gauge some interest. And so we can TV gauge interest if it's worth doing. And uh, we'll have a little contest. And uh not necessarily going to be about your paint. It's not necessarily going to be about your build. It's just going to be about, well, actually, I don't know, because we're going to let Shanna and Mark. Uh, yeah, they have to pick. They're the judges. Judge yeah. Uh, real quick before I forget, because I, I don't want to uh, mess this up. Buttons. The Pseudoverse Creations button. So there it is. Find them over on Etsy. CG's got a button now? Yeah, he's had one for a while. I just keep forgetting. Everybody feels special. And then Pestilence Labs has a button as well, which we were just talking about. Head over to Facebook to find their group as well. So, who else do I need to hit? Oh, let's do, it's Button Fest 99. We talked about the Jaeger Army. (laughs) Here's the Jaeger Army button. Great, maybe we should have done that while we were talking about it. Yeah, I should have. But, you know, it's hard to produce and host. Do these next folks have a button? Stan Arts do not have a button. I'll make a fake one right there. I should get a standard one. All right, standards. We've showed this before, uh, but I think it's now selling on Etsy and standards.com. I don't think it was available yet the last time we talked about it. I think it was just announced, but it is now available. And this is the Elsa Lancaster, uh, Lanchester. Did I say Lancaster? <laughs> Lanchester Grez and Garage Kit quarter Fucking scale. on day. I can tell you <laughs> that right now. Dude, I'm sick. It's been a week. You know, Every time you got an excuse, why can't you just say I'm a dummy and be done with it? I am a dummy sometimes. Okay. <laughs> this is not the time. Uh, I, beautiful kit. There's a picture I'm going to put up here. So you get an idea of scale. It's next to an orange. It's huge. And I just read also on their site that there is, is going to come with a little mirror as well uh, to go in her hand, an actual mirror that they found. So that'll be part of the kit. Um, this has come from a still. Maybe we should try to find the still and put it up there. But yeah, there's I, a if you can find an actual photograph of this. So. But for those of you, I don't height fifteen and a half inches, width seven and a half, depth eight and a half. Nice chunk of resin. Um, beautiful kit. These are just nice people too. Yeah, and, just and so everyone knows, these are just nice people too. Yeah, nice people. Very nice people. <laughs> They deal with me. This is really nice. And they're nice to me. Which is... I'm still kicking this around. I may still get one of these. So yeah. But for for you monster fans, this is uh need to go there. All right, from Adam Chet, and I think I said it wrong again. I keep forgetting how he said told me it is more on week. I'll agree. Uh, for monstrous masterpieces, we have Scott cousin Erie cousin Erie. Uh, to go along with Uncle Creepy. Creepy. Another wall hanger. Really cool, like kind of stylized, cartoony look to it. But great stuff again for Mantras Masterpieces. Check them out over on Facebook. I, You know what? We need to get the button for them because we show them quite a bit as well. Uh, here's a painted, uh, CG painted version of it, of what it would look like. And <sighs> am I boring you? Every day. You know what? I yawn sometimes just looking at your name on my phone. Yeah. 
stop with your little two, like you're intimidating someone. Like, hey, I can twist my pen. Who cares? All right, go ahead. So, monstrous masterpieces, cousin Erie. This well, guy does good work. Yeah, he I mean, I, cool. he, man, he pumps them out too. He does. He does. Uh, and then from your buddy and my buddy. Oh, now he's he your buddy. This, he's always been my buddy, but he's more. Yeah, of how your many buddy. of his STLs do you own? Uh, three. Really? Two. What'd you buy? One. One. The Hercules yeah. counts as how many? One. <laughs> All right. Last time we had this fuzzy version. We now have the actual picture of the Woody Woodpecker kit. Which I don't, I used to watch Woody Woodpecker a lot, but I don't remember this horse. Oh, it could have been from a, like a single, like what? Like, yeah, it could have been from a cartoon or whatever. So I have to go back. But Woody looks high. (laughs) He looks totally baked. So. I just, and you know, for those of you that have ever bought any of this gentleman's stuff, the engineering that goes into this. Yeah, yeah is, I'm going to put the, splo- the parts breakdown. Yeah, it, it's just, and his stuff generally just fits together so well. Now, I have it a couple instances where I had to have him go back and fix something, which he always does. Yeah. Which brings me to, and I won't mention the name, but a good friend of ours just got a, um, kit that he paid for and when i went to slice the head there's a hollowed out area in there and so he he brought it to the sculptor's attention the guy said yeah i missed that but no one else has complained about printing it okay which which brings me to this and and i'm not going to go into a big 3d printing thing but man some of these guys send these files and they're just not they don't understand that when you've got a hollow area inside like that that you can't get to to put a hole in or anything. If you're printing you're, solid, it's not a problem. Like if a lot of people are printing solid, they won't notice that. But if you're printing hollow, it's a huge problem. Well, huge no, but problem. it's a it's a solid problem too because it's a resin trap. No, no, but resin, but doesn't the ho- resin eventually want out? Well, but no, because well, it depends. It depends on the hollow area, really. Because mm-hmm. if it's if it's a hollow area there when it's solid, yes. If it's a hollow area that creates itself after you hollow it before you print it, that's a different. That's yeah, no, this is a thing. hollow when it's solid. Okay. Yeah, then that's a huge problem. And so we're going to have to have somebody fix that for us, uh, hopefully. Cool. I talked to our good friend, uh, Javi Mike. Next up, Snoopy. This, this is not the Snoopy another cadet one. Um, I do not know this character, but again, beautiful. Yeah. And then this guy's work is just, do you know this? The next one mm-hmm. is, uh, yeah, the impossible car. I never watched the Impossibles, but I did know that this was their car. As soon as he started showing it, it looks like a wiener and it looks like a, what it looks like a wiener. Okay. I'm going to tell you something right now. If yours looks like that, you should probably get to a doctor soon. Okay. <laughs> and it might be too late. Um, but this thing makes me, this is one of those, like if I had this, I would never paint it because it makes me want to just like go crazy with the, like that gold, super glossy finish. I'd never get, would get that right. Or I'd scuff it or drop it. 
but man, it's such a cool piece. And here's another part breakdown of all the pieces you get with it. And again, engineered so very well that I, I'm sure it goes together like a dream. I just, it's one of those things like painting cars just doesn't work in my brain, but man, is it cool? You can even light this. If you wanted to light those, I'll bet you could figure out a way to light those. Yeah, um, now I, I do know that he's got a windshield in here, and that could get tricky, but not impossible. Yeah, no. So, very cool stuff this week. I, that's all we got. It was, uh, it was short. It seems really, uh, like, I didn't notice a lot. And it's, I feel like we were just here doing this. And then with the short month, we're going to be doing this real quick again. So, if you need anything for us to uh, spotlight, send it in with the sculptor's name and other info uh and we'll have it on the next episode but i don't think it'll be kind of hard with the short short break in between um the workbench scott i got nothing i matter of fact i haven't even printed in a week just because it's been crazy but um I've printed a I've printed a few things for a, a client who watches. Um I've done Sadiq is the guy's name, the sculptor. Is that I did I printed a Tom Cruise, I printed a Sam Elliott, which turned out really well, and I printed a Viking and I printed a Native American. And they all they're beautiful figures. That Native and, American uh, is, yeah. is beautiful. Uh, man, I'll yeah. just I'll throw a quick picture. But I was sad to let all of them go. <laughs> so uh, but they. I did out really get well. this. Now, have you got one of these yet? Hold on. No. What's that? Z series number one knife. So apparently they don't sell regular Exactos now. Okay, you got to buy these Z series knives. Why? What's sharpest, a... most durable blade ever. So, little story here. You know, you always talk about how you have things. I've had the same Exacto knife buzzing around here for yeah, forever, and. It's defected. It's left me. I don't know where it is. I don't oh, know. It ran away. And, it was like, I'm like, done with you. And it's like, <laughs> I use the Exacto all the time. Like when I'm shipping stuff and cutting tape and labels and everything, it's the Exacto knife because I, I hate these things. Okay. I, I just, I hate these things. Right. So I'm always using the Exacto knife. And I looked everywhere. I can't find my Exacto knife. So, Bought a new one. It takes the standard uh, blade, you know, what is this? The number one blade? Comes in this. Mm -hmm. So. You know what I always like about these, if you have these? Is you can just, th you throw the old ones right in here. And, uh, yeah. What? You never saw these? No, I have one of those. What are you talking about? Throw the old ones in there. Okay, so see this this slot that's right here? Yeah. That's where you put your old dull blades, so you don't. Oh wait, move not... it up. I'm not. It's not in the camera. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> I just yeah, threw it in the fact, garbage. I'm gonna look. <laughs> it even says on there, Jason. And I'm, well, let me see if it's read. Well, who reads? Used blades. I've been using this this Leatherman I got. I like this thing. So anyway, um, yes, yeah, so I got a new Exacto knife, and now as soon as I open so, this, well, thing, you still haven't answered my question. What makes it a Z series? What's what? I guess it's a... Uh, What's special about it? More durable blade. Sharpest, most durable blade ever. Huh. It's zirconium nitrate coated. That's, that's got to be fake made up stuff. 
have to get our boy Lawrence on that. He's he knows everything about that shit. He'll, he'll be able to tell this me. is annoying. To change the blade. Yeah. And this is how you cut your finger. <laughs> have you ever cut your finger changing the blade? No, not changing a blade. Did I ever tell the story how I passed out in college from an exacto knife? <laughs> I think you did. Did I? I had to, right? Yeah, I think you did. I got stabbed right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. When you saw the blood, you fainted. Yeah, and then the kids were kicking me because they thought I was faking. <laughs> the ground. Get a uh, wuss. So, I, I still don't, whatever. Is it just a rebranding thing for rebranding sake, you think? I mean, they might have upgraded the blades. You know, now you got the gold grip here. Yeah, I don't know if you saw it. You got the... Ooh, gold. Oh. Um, my workbench, I have been painting uh, miniatures. I have been working on my Blood Bowl stuff still. I've been working on my Snake Eyes still, which is going very slowly. But... Oh, that's what that is. Snake Eyes. Okay. Well, because I'm looking at what? What are you looking at? Let me help you show this. Look at how you put it on the slideshow. Oh, snake! Yes, yeah, I'm like, that's, that's my dysle- snake, yes. my dyslexia. <laughs> Is this my typing? Fucking snake! Yes, <laughs> fucking moron, dude. That no, maybe I am fucking. It's too late to care. I just forgot to eat. All right. Anyway, so I've been working. I've been painting that, working on that. Talk a little bit more about that on a model movie, I think. Uh, I've been printing, like I said. I do want to, I have a hobby tip, and I want to talk about what I'm working on for Worthling for Pestilence Labs. I am uh, working on his wink that's coming out from uh, Hellboy. (laughs) Working on his wink. (laughs) His winky? His wink. I hope Shannon don't find uh, out. I'm working. Hey, that's a nice wink. So I'm working on his wink, and I got the hands done. So we had a problem with the hand that we had where, when when uh, it was sculpted, here's the two hands. So you can get a. This is one of the hands for wink. This mm-hmm. is the small version because he's doing a small and a big. You'll have the option, and then there's the big hand. It's almost it's you know that's a pretty big hand. Um, the 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 big hand printed fine. You know what? Let me. I'm gonna pull. Turn on the overhead. Yeah. Go to the overhead. There's this hollow area back here. We're trying to figure out how we want to if we're gonna do this or keep it solid like we did with this one. But if anyone can see, we were one of the engineering problems. Not a problem. It's because it looked really cool when it was done. But the only attachment point for these fingers was sitting right on this little gear. And so I was like, Mark, the only way for this to work is if you kind of attach the fingers to the back of the hand and I'll show you again in a second. So it was re-sculpted um, by Joe Simon. He went back and he's working on, and he connected the hand, the finger to the back of the hand, instead of just being balanced by that gear and having that gap. So it fixed that problem. Um, So now we're just waiting for, let me go back to just us. Uh, We're waiting for Mr. Worley is working on it and he he's going to send me the kits that I need to print these shrunk down a little bit because of the casting shrinkage. So I have a question for you as a caster from master to casting. How much loss is there in size on average? You think that's a good question because I've never really, because you know, so 
the for I, I've never really being, measured it. You okay. know. Because I know I'm going to have to test fit it when I get in there because, like, you know, when you're going the slicer and you can just mess with their percentages, I'm wondering how much I'm going to have to drop it down to make it fit onto the casting. And this is just a ballpark thing that happened to me. I cast a nameplate for someone one time. You know, so I molded it, you know, just glued it down on a flat piece, poured rubber on it, whatever, poured it and compared the two. It was just a little nameplate. It was about a sixteenth of an inch difference in just a little nameplate hmm. in the one that I cast from the original one. So there is some of it. I I don't know the what goes into it and how much and all that. Yeah. I, um. What I would do if I were you, hold that up again. So if Bradley sends you a, the piece, rather than try to print the whole hand, I'd put it in a slicer, cut the fingers off. And, and then play with it until you get that it right. That is a great idea. Okay, and then look at that. that Scott Johansson not... had a great idea. Let me write first of all, down. you you do it quicker. Okay, and then <laughs> once you get a percentage a good idea. you like, then you slice the Instead whole thing. Instead of the whole thing, percentage. that is a. This is why you make the big bucks over. You know, I I realize that I'm the sex object in this show. Okay, but I'm more than just a pretty face. All right. A lot more. A lot more. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You a just ask more. my female fans out there, Virginia <laughs> and Shannon. Yeah. Jamie, too. She loves you. Jamie more does love me. She well, that's because I argue with you and she likes because she's tired of arguing <laughs> with you. You don't know how right you are <laughs> right now. Well, I do. There's a big argument. Um, Why did you bring a puppy home? No, I, I'm. All right. Didn't go to the doctor. Oh, we're still playing that game. Okay. Yeah. Um, my yeah. last thing is I started, if you can see back there underneath the on air, uh, the on air sign, um, mm -hmm. I have a bunch of Warhammer boxes of miniatures and I'm like, I need to start getting through these boxes of sprues and just start building stuff again. So I want people to kind of see when you buy a Warhammer starter set, This is half of the box contents in terms of miniatures. So, <laughs> and each one is snipping, cutting, gluing. And, and so that's why the stack of gray plastic tends to build up really fast. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six sprues of, I don't know, like tons of stuff to cut out and glue together. Are those styrene? Yeah, they're plastic. Yeah. All plastic. Everything's plastic. That's what I'm working on. And the reason I'm also bringing it up is I got it two episodes ago. Brian brought up the sprue holder that kind of flips open and you can, it, it's labeled like ABCD and you can slot. I can't bring it over here because things are slotted in um, to hold your sprues. So you can kind of keep them organized as you're on stuff. Hmm. The, only, the only problem is with these sprues, I don't know if you can see it, but they come with these little nubs like right there on there so they won't fit into the sprue holder you have to go and snip off all these little pore nubs and then they'll fit into the sprue holder and not pore nubs or injection nubs. injection nubs injection nubs i don't think that's what they're called either well it's not a fucking resin kit so it's not a pore nub i can tell you that all right 
Our guest Hold this on, episode. Let's get our guest. Let's get some sanity on. Our guest this episode is Vlad Petnicki. Uh, Vlad, you've seen him around the clubhouse for a long time, very long time. Um, Bill, he's a builder. He's a kit basher. Enjoys just building things. And we haven't done a modeler spotlight in a while, while so I figured let's bring v- Vlad on. And he volunteered. It's like, hey, great idea. Come on, show us your collection. Show us what you've been working on. And one of his spotlight pieces that he spotlight spotlight pieces that he wanted to show us was his new Kong build. And you know what? Who better than to put a Kong build up against than Mr. Johansson, Mr. Picky King? First Kong. of all, we'll start out by saying it is a thirty-three Kong. I, yes, it is. Okay. And I just so those of you that notice, I let him get away with calling the Toho uh, Gorilla Kong. And the only reason being is I don't think they ever took it seriously when they called it Kong. All right. So, I, you know, it was Kong. Know. What are you talking about? No, it wasn't Kong. It wasn't That's Kong. Kong. It, it wasn't Kong, but I let him get away with I, I let the Toho's get away with it. But I'm drawing <laughs> a line. That sounds racist. That sounds racist. I let the Toho's. <laughs> That's like. That sounds like a derogatory term for Japanese people that I think you just invented. Like that's the most. Yeah. Oh no. That's right. Yeah. After Pearl Harbor, we went after them tohos. Okay. All right. Someone go on Urban Dictionary after watching this and enter that. Put it on here. Tohos. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? It could be a prostitute with a foot fetish. Tohos. Okay. All right. I'm glad. I'm sorry for your intro. Here we go. But anyway, um, I let him call that King Kong. But um, <laughs> all right, we are back with Vlad Petnicki. We're going to do a little modeler spotlight. Thanks for joining us, Vlad. How are you, sir? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much. And uh, first off, before we get started, uh, I'd like to uh, say uh, how do you do to Scott? I guess, Scott, this is our first face-to-face meeting, so to speak, vicariously. And, and this is on the level I'd like to say. It's good to see you healthy and back in the saddle as one of the co-hosts of MCTV. Oh, this is going to go straight to his head. Oh, now, man. now, 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 <laughs> now, Mike, if I just get serious for one second, you know, I heard with some trepidation, Scott, recently, you saying that King Kong is your favorite modeling topic. And let's call the elephant in the room for what it is. I prob- it's probably the reason I'm here tonight is because of this King Kong bash that I just completed this past week. So I, I expect you, um, I expect you, Scott, to be, you know, honest and give you a review straight from the heart. I know you can, be a, you can be a hard guy, but but I want you to remember one thing. Remember one thing. We're both about the same age, and we're both. Clean-shaven brothers in uh, the struggle against the bearded yeah. outsiders. Hey, so with military haircuts. With, with military haircuts. Okay. Except Scott's never been close to yes, the military. that too. That too. Yeah. No, I have not been close to the military. They would have kicked me out, I'm quite sure. <laughs> A long time ago. Oh, man. So where do we begin? All right. What part of the country are you in? Uh, in God's country, San Antonio, Texas. Are you we back? T- Okay. I, was stationed, I was stationed here with the Air Force back in the 90s for about eight years, and then I got exiled to the left coast. But uh, <laughs> two years ago, we made it back, and every day has been like a holiday. What did you do in the Air Force, can you say? I, I was a JAG. I was also uh, Oh, I'm a JAG. 
Yeah, you are a jag, but not that kind of jag. That's for sure. I was also a military translator because I'm originally from the former Yugoslavia. And so when we got involved with Bosnia, uh, me being a top number one speaker of the language at that time in uniform, my number came up real fast. So oh, wow. I, did, I, did, I did some interesting things. Uh, I was a liaison officer at the Dayton Peace Talks and I was a commanding American general's interpreter in Bosnia for all of 1996. That's that's a lot more interesting than other JAG stuff that I did when I was. Wow, I, I kind was... of feel like uh, no, like <laughs> totally inadequate at this point. Well, that's <laughs> oh, okay. Man. So you'll grow, you'll grow up someday. Yeah, so. one day I will. Um, I'll edit yeah, this out if we have to. Big Latin. <laughs> so... Actually, I don't. I know I don't know how to do that. Um, Scott's gonna roll his eyes. Thumbs up or thumbs down, Vlad? UFOs? No UFOs. Uh, that all depends on how you define UFO. Okay. Spaceships or unidentified objects. Okay. Unidentified flying objects. Okay. Could they have come out of the ocean? You know, I, was <laughs> watching, I was watching a History Guy program last night. Uh, on YouTube while I was working, and he was talking about the history of the weather balloons. The The Air Force had so many top-secret weather balloon projects in the 50s and 60s, they couldn't talk about. So every time one of these damn things got popped <laughs> as a UFO, they basically said, oh, we don't know. We didn't see anything because they couldn't <laughs> talk about it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my <laughs> other... You know where that led. <laughs> True. Uh, San Antonio, Texas. The only connection I have to San Antonio... And this, I, you're not even going to understand what I'm talking about. Is there's a band called the Dead Milkmen? <laughs> I vaguely heard of it probably oh, from okay. your Facebook page. So, but in one of those songs, there's a song called Taco Land. And it's about a place that used to be, I think, in San Antonio, Texas. And <laughs> oh my that's, God. that's all I know about San Antonio. Anyway, I, thanks I for joining I, us. No idea. Your pleasure is mine. <laughs> so what is, how did you get into modeling? Did you, so in the Air Force, were you like, did you start building no, airplanes, no, no, no. jets? Like, how did you start? I was always drawing as a kid. You know, I used to draw cartoons as an elementary school student back in Yugoslavia, you know, before I even came to the States. You know, as soon as I could pick up, as soon as I could pick up a pen or a pencil, I was, I was drawing. And, and Jason knows that, he talked me into putting some of my old uh, law school and college era cartoons that I did uh, almost 40 years ago on onto the clubhouse last last year, yeah. which was I wanted to thank you for doing that. They were great to was, see, too. They were really cool to it, see. It was it was like a trip down memory lane, both for me and my buddy, John, who wrote most of the scripts that I drew um, to dig those things out and scan them. So I came to the States in 1972 when I was 11. And one of the First memories I remember is going down to the coffee shop uh, in Queens, New York, and uh, you know behind behind the the hamburger stand and the newspapers there was a big big uh, shelf of Aurora dinosaur and monster model kits, and I built up many of those uh, you know back then. Um, built some ships, some some planes. Did a lot of cartoons, but by the time I went to college, all I was doing is just drawing some cartoons. And then after, after you know, law school was over, and certainly once I, I went into the Air Force, I didn't do anything in terms of the art hobby other than draw the occasional, you know, cartoon on a Christmas card or something. 
And uh, I got back into the hobby after I got out of the service uh, when I was about 40. Uh, let, let's say that uh, I was in a rough patch, you know, my personal life, which we all go through if we live long enough. Yeah. And oh, yeah. <laughs> reconnecting yeah. with... Reconnecting. Get a dog and don't tell your wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, reconnecting with with my modeling uh, hobby, it, it both both kept me sane, and uh, it just gave me a sense of creating something. And I found the clubhouse almost twenty years ago, and at that point, I was just mostly building dinosaurs that, that I could find on eBay, like the old Horizon models, because I always loved dinosaurs. Um, and uh, and I remember early on on the clubhouse, what a great place it was, you know, before Facebook gutted 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 us uh, <laughs> stole yes. membership uh i remember a fella uh, sending me a message and saying hey you know i've seen some of the dinosaurs you've done i've got a few dinosaur kits in my garage let me send them to you and so i gave him my address and a week later uh i get this box this big uh and i'm like what the heck is this and i open it and it was and inside were about nine or ten unbuilt Kyoto dino land, dino land 120 scale dinosaur kits. Now, I can't figure out who that fellow was anymore because those old messages are gone from the clubhouse. But if he's watching, thank you once again, <laughs> because that really is what got me started and got me interested in kit bashing because that's basically what I am. There's very, very few straight builds that I do. Um, I've kit bashed just about everything I put my hands on, whether it's literally just taken two or three or four different dinosaur models of toys, cutting them up and figuring out with wires and putty how to create something else, or what I did with this Kong, which I'd like to talk about when I show it to you in a little bit. So mostly my subjects have been dinosaurs, Harryhausen critters, because stop motion animation has just absolutely mesmerized me when I was, when I was a kid in the 60s and, and, and the 70s. And uh, I, I've done some figures, uh, a few kit bash figures, and a couple of straight bills just for friends ages ago, like the Clint East, Eastwood, Josie Wales uh, sculpt, uh, the resin sculpt. I can't remember now who did it. So that's that's basically, you know, and in the hobbying world of of uh, what do you call those busts and figure kits, you know, I'm. I've got an even smaller niche. <laughs> That's true. When you when you started when when you first found the clubhouse, where were you living then? Well, I was living. I was living in a place, the name of which I once swore wouldn't pass my lips again. But it, uh, you know, it's a former governor who you may know who made it big in Hollywood used to pronounce it California. Oh, okay, I got you. Okay. <laughs> So, so out there was was there a modeling community like like other people you knew that built models or was it like you were like flying solo? No, like, uh, I didn't know I anybody. Was pretty much, I was pretty much flying solo, other than uh, all the folks that I was meeting online. I did meet with a couple of guys to exchange kits and and uh, about there's only one model show I ever went to. It was an IPMS regional meeting in Northern California. About the time when I was working on building my my big four foot Nachimo Yamato model, which is is the only ship that I've built in fifty years, but it's it's uh, it's under a nice glass case in our old family uh, family summer home back in Croatia in the old country. So uh, I've this IPMS event in two days is going to be the second second event that I'm that I'm going to. So I'm going to be helping. Uh, 
my my pal Bill Jones. Uh, Bill's gonna get a, he got a vendor's table and he says he's gonna try to sell off a, a part of his stash. So I've got to help him do that, and I'm gonna try to see if I can dig up a couple of kits that I know that I'll never build. Now, how interesting they're gonna be to the IPMSers that remains to be seen. <laughs> what, what was what was the name of the show again for people that are watching? It's, it's uh, Model Fiesta 41, the Alamo Squadron <laughs> IPMS Model Fiesta 41. That's a great name. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of a... We should have named this show that, Model Fiesta. Model Fiesta, yeah. Model Fiesta. Fiesta. It, it goes off so much better. That's, With a Jason Walker pinata behind me that I could like take a swing at every episode. As the San Antonio Fiesta is a big, big yearly, uh, big yearly event. So cool. hence the name. Cool. Um, so I'd like to ask you about this ahead. drawing thing. Yeah. Because... Did um, you see any of those when I posted them? I think I did, but it was a long, it was a while back. So I don't know if I'm recalling that completely, but so let me ask you this. This is just an off the cuff question. So are you a doodler still? Like if you're sitting at a table and there's a pencil and paper and you're um, listening to someone talk, are you drawing? Are you goofing around I'm, or? If I'm not typing, if I'm not typing on uh, on my computer and if I'm sitting and somebody's talking to me, I'm bored. I'm just going to start drawing. <laughs> yeah so well i ask that because Monster. i do the same thing okay and like i'll I'll get the new i'll get the new calendar month out right so it'll be perfectly clean and, <laughs> and then i'll write notes on it okay but then i'll draw pictures of like jason and stuff on here that he never sees you know but um no i gotta you know, see but, these <laughs> and, but i had a, a gal i dated one time that used to get mad at me over that and told me yeah. that's a sign of an idle mind and I'm like, well, I, I, I beg to differ. I think it's the total opposite. I think that. so too. It's the opposite. I, I think so too. I think those of us who are creative tend to have our minds going sometimes in many different directions at yeah. the same time. And that's just one outlet. And it's funny you mentioned that, Scott, because it was your comment about those comics you drew that made me mention my comics to Jason. And he said, oh, you got to post them. So yeah. I scanned them and they started the same way. I was in law school and I was drawing, a, I was drawing a caricature of this professor, professor Irv, late Professor Irv Gordon. He looked like a grandfather. So I drew a, a caricature of him. And then I drew a caricature of Charles Bronson. And my, my buddy John is looking and, you know, he's laughing. He says, you ought to do something with that. So I said, oh, okay, we'll make a, we'll, for this weekly student newspaper, we'll just make this fake ad of uh, an upcoming <laughs> constitutional law debate between Professor Irv Gordon and Professor Charles Bronson visiting from <laughs> Goldland Globus, the, legal clinic or something and that's how the whole thing got started we, we did one and the people who did the paper said oh this is great can you do it every week but we did yeah. it but we did it we did it under assumed names because the main target of our comics were the faculty members who i caricatured and and then we had visiting law school professors like professor bronson professor eastwood professor <laughs> chuck norris and while there was no violence committed on the faculty, the actual faculty members, they were always put in a position where they were being implicitly threatened by the, <laughs> by the new arrivals. Oh, man. Yeah, well, see, mine was high it school. It was a stressful course, time. What can I tell you? My, mine was high school, and of course, mine got confiscated uh, by the teacher that I was making fun of. So, I, <laughs> Needless to say, I don't think I passed that class. Um, Scott, uh, Scott's got some I, good I high school stories. I wouldn't have passed law school if they could have connected my name to those stories. <laughs> That's great. That, that's uh, great, though. 
where are you at now with modeling? What do you like? Where you're still doing dinosaurs a lot. You're still doing Collie. We're talking about all that kind of stuff. Do you, you know, I, I, I like? Do you still frequent the clubhouse? Let's talk about the clubhouse a little bit. Um, I'm on the clubhouse. I'm on the clubhouse every single day. Um, you know, I, I like to say that I've been a part-time model the last 20 years, meaning that they've been some years that I haven't done anything because my life's been too busy or work's yeah. been too busy or well, I was working on a different hobby. But since we moved back to Texas, you know, I've positioned my stash. I got the dream workshop here that, that I always wanted. <laughs> and uh, when when I'm not working, it's slowed down a little bit the last three months to let me do that Kong thing. I've got I've got lots of things on my on my plate, lots of dinosaurs, lots of Laudati, uh, Joe Laudati's Harryhausen kits, like some of my earlier bashes, but taking his uh, busts of the Rhinosaurus and the dragon, and finding vinyl bodies, and then putting it together to make my own Rhinosaurus, which you'll see on my own my own dragon. Mm-hmm. So so it's Rhinosaurus. It's not Rhinosaurus. He says Reed, you say Red, I said Raid. So what's what's what, the... Raid sounds stupid, that's why. Okay. Oh God, I I I stepped right into that yeah, one. You that did. Was... Yeah, you did. I knew it was coming too. This, this fucking guy. Hey, Scott, how do you, hey, how do you say Scott, I didn't I have to throw the I didn't have to throw the line into the water. The fish jumped right oh. into the bucket for me. So how do, you say, how do you say it, Scott? I say Redosaurus. All right. It's Redosaurus for me, because I want a good review in my kit. <laughs> there you go. What do you think of that beard boy? Uh-huh. I say Redosaurus too. I just say it fast. Anyway, we're not getting into this again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but the clubhouse, like, I'm gonna put the web address up here because I don't think there's probably a new generation of 3D printer guys and other stuff that have no idea what the clubhouse is, that don't that don't visit that, that have never been there. But the clubhouse, and it's the clubhouse1.net. Am I wrong? That's right, <laughs> if I remember typed a million mm-hmm. times um it's a it's an old-fashioned forum where you can post your pictures old threads things are organized real neatly you don't have to look all over the place for stuff so any anyone who's new to this go check out the clubhouse there's some really cool stuff on there there's a great model museum there's there's helpful stuff there's great people on there they let scott back in so you know you know some of the some of right. my most com- some of my most complicated uh, ba- uh, kit bashes, like this one that I just finished, it probably wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for my starting a clubhouse build thread and then people chiming in. And with this one, there were at least the three or four times, you know, I, I posted, I said, look, I, this is what I'm trying to do. I can't figure out how to do this. And and then people would just chime in and say, well, why don't you get this type of drill that that'll drill through those, you know, through through that resin. And sure enough, mm-hmm. you know, it did. And then. I was able to continue on going. So it's a yeah. uh, Facebook doesn't give you the ability to find find things easily, and you can't have a thread where you're just updating what you're doing as you go along. It's you know I, I call Facebook, which is a necessary evil to some degree. Endless you know the pages system is the endless scrolling, yeah, which drives me bats. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know we've talked about it here yeah. too. How it's yeah. you know it's taking the hobby and put. You know this group here, this group here. These guys like each other, so they're here. These guys like each other, so they're here. And you know there was some silly stuff going on. This they won't let you post pictures of this guy's kit and all that. And it's just this one guy's a ball sucktopia. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One guy called Jason. A, Jason's got ball sucktopia. 
Um, I don't even know what that means. That was. And I hope you're watching. You don't know I don't what it understand means. what I look did. it up. Your pictures there. So, um, <laughs> but I mean, so it's you know, I I still I understand the need for separate Facebook things, but oh, excuse me, um, but uh, Jason and I have talked about it a lot. And it just seems like it's fragmented the hobby quite a bit. Um, it, 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 well, I, it, you guys have a lot more experience uh, with a hobby longer than I have, but yeah, that's 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 my that that's my view. I mean, when the clubhouse was in its heyday and everybody was going to the clubhouse, you mm -hmm. could find whatever you wanted, from you know styrene to bigger models to kaiju yeah. to dinosaurs or whatever. It, you, you knew where to find it. It was a different form, and you could just go th go yeah. through and look at all the threads and make all your comments. Yeah, well, you could until they kicked you off for a couple of years. But <laughs> I never. I was got the Pete off. Rose. I was the Pete Rose of the clubhouse. I just want you to know, of all the people that were banned for life, I had the most posts. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even know this. I didn't even know about oh, this. Oh yeah, detail. you're talking oh, to yeah. a, a scofflaw, an outlaw here. Yeah, I, I was an outlaw for a while, but um, <laughs> I I, I've changed my ways. Uh, I heard. I heard that uh, John Techie, if you if you rub them the wrong way, could you know it hit that that. Oh that yeah. Band. Let's just say that might be one of the reasons I get kicked off the clubhouse. <laughs> and you know, I, it John and I were friends for a long time, and it didn't end well. And then of course he I'm passed. Sorry. And um, oh, I thought you were talking about him dying, not ending well. So well, yeah. no, yeah. I, no, but um, it's uh, you know, it's unfortunate. I'd like to think that um. Him and I could have uh, ironed things out, but uh, I never knew him that well. He did. He did cast his big hairy guy. He had his caster make one for me about sixteen years ago, and I, I built it up. Of course, I kit bashed it. I uh, made it about five inches taller and changed the position of the arms. And I, I built it up finally and finished it. You know, after after his passing. So, but yeah, um, he was he, he was a character just from what little interaction I had, and also a treasure to the hobby. Yeah, he was. So, I, I agree. And I'm one of the people he banned from his Facebook page, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I agree with you. I, he, is a, he was a treasure, like, to this. And there's a lot of stuff that would not be where it is today if it weren't for John. So it's... He was a rough guy to get along with sometimes, but he did a lot of good things, too. So it's... You know. One of my favorite, one of my favorite things to do in the mid, say mid two thousands, was to go to the Exo Factor website and see what kits he was bringing. At that time, I didn't have the money to buy these kits, but I would, I loved watching the things that he would put up for sale on his website. So let's get into it. Let's see some. You want to go take us on a tour? You want to talk about whatever you? Uh, what do you want to take us through? So we want to kind of we've we've done this a few times. Show us your collection. Show us what you got. Show us what you're working on, and. Go take us on a ride. All righty. Well, it's <laughs> this is nowhere near as big as Bill Jones's collection, but I. Oh yeah, um, that guy. I, I got I. I got to leave this here, so let me take a let me take a swing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I never saw anybody put vodka in a blue bottle like that before. <laughs> All righty. Yeah. So you guys have seen the. Uh, you guys have seen the. This is this is the modeling studio. Oh, okay. you bastard! Wait, no, no, no! Now you got to go back already. Oh, see, oh, Scott. On, see, I knew Scott when I saw this yesterday. I knew Scott would be uh, okay. Interested let's let's in talk the about that Godzilla up there. Oh, this guy. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, is that the Kyoto uh, twist one that, that like 18 inches tall? This is, this is the, the X, what is it called? Oh, X plus or no, not X plus. X plus X, the X plus. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, it's not, his, his tail is detached. I've never put it back on, but I, okay. I got it in uh, on Yahoo Japan for a song because a couple of things are broken on it, which easy enough to fix. So up here, are a couple of my dinosaur bashes. This this T Rex, this T Rex is actually a combination of three different kits. <laughs> and uh, same same thing with the uh, same thing with the Taurosaurus. It's a uh, Sega Taurosaurus, uh, Sega Triceratops with the Kyoto vinyl Triceratops, and the horns were from Beasts of the Mesozoic. So. Anyway, so those, those are. I have oh, that Sega uh, Trice. I was gonna. It's in the garage, though. I don't have. I can't pull that. Yeah. Well, I've got. I got a few more of them because I, I stocked up so I could so I could do the kit bashing. That's fine. <laughs> Same with this. I still got. I still got two of these guys because this head. This head goes with this with this Kyoto body. Uh, that's that's basically how this guy how this guy came to be. Um, but anyway, the next the next thing, Scott doesn't asked, it drive? Hold on, Scott doesn't it drive you crazy that he can be in his garage right now and it's clean, whereas here our garages look like salt factories. Oh it's yeah, cold yeah. puddles everywhere. So and oh, I don't need so, a park. So I don't need nice. February, and I don't need a parka. I know. <laughs> uh, so the next project is going to be this resin uh, sauropod from uh, Adama Pera de Nascimento, is a Brazilian sculptor, and. Uh, so I got this from him just before I started on the Kong thing. So I said, all right, this will be the next thing. It's about 30, I don't know, 32 inches. Tell him long. what you were so telling me about how the neck screws in. Yeah, this is something that Adamar has patented because about 10 years ago, I, I built up his 130 scale Argentinosaurus, and, and that's when I first saw this system. So for his sauropod, for all of his dinosaurs, and this makes sense because th this way he can ship them. He can ship them painted. I asked him not to paint mine because I want to paint it. Look what he does. He builds this screw thing into the into the into the body on one side, the neck and the tail. And then this is the neck. It screws in perfectly. And it, and it fits fits perfectly. Same thing, same, same thing with the tail. So That's yeah, really, I've never Martin, seen that before in a kit. I, I haven't either, and I told him it's like one of the smartest things I've ever seen. Well, no, because any engineering involved there is the cut has to be completely straight, yeah. or you couldn't yeah. do oh, it. Yeah, yeah, it is so. really, it's it's really impressive, and his sculpting has over the last 10, 15 years has really improved, especially the detail, the detailing, you know, the texture stamp detailing. So, so shall we? Shall we go to the? Uh, oh wait, the, the battleship! Just, the, the battleship back there. Oh well, this is. Uh, yeah, well, tell I us about, about that because I'm sure someone's going to ask about it. So at least touch yeah, on that well, for a second. Um, I built a, a one two hundred scale Nichimo Yamato, which is about four feet. This is a one one forty four scale, and it's uh, resin, and I don't know how long it is. You know, six and a half feet, I think. Yeah. I got this. This is embarrassing. I got it about fourteen years ago, <laughs> and uh, when they were. A, a store out in California was closing down and they had one of these and uh, my intention, it was a little damaged. So my intention was to do it as a waterline display. So that's kind of what I've done. 
Okay. And that was in 2009. <laughs> now, I, I, also have, I also have put on the aftermarket turrets. All the other guns are off because I have aftermarket, much more detailed, uh, all the anti-aircraft guns in here. And as I was telling, I was telling, uh, I was telling Jason last night. I said I need to work up the courage uh, to call the uh, the curator over at the Nimitz Museum, which is up up the road here in Fredericksburg, and show him this thing and say, "Hey, if I build this, will you display it?" And probably the reason I haven't called him yet is because I'm afraid he'll say yes, <laughs> and, then, and then you know the next year or two of it. my life will be. Will be dedicated nothing but that but i, I am going to get around to do it so why the yamato like is there because you built it before is there something special about that ship oh, yeah. you just like it or well you have to ask i did he's an art I, teacher a, not a history I, teacher so i want to know but i know my i know a little bit i'm a historian by by interest and by by training and my father among other things was was a history professor and uh, and i found out about the yamato uh when i saw a fella on the clubhouse show his model and this was about 17 years ago and i texted him i said wow is this the is mark he said no this is the yamato and i'm looking at this thing that he built up it was a nachimo like the one that i that i also built um and i was just mesmerized i mean i never seen a, a ship with this many guns on it i mean the anti-aircraft guns make, made it made it look like a, a a porcupine yeah and then i started reading uh, reading reading the story of the yamato and the yamato the name Yamato is a poetic name for Japan itself, dating back to the Middle Ages. So it has, the name has significance. It was the biggest battleship ever built, 18.1-inch guns, 70,000 tons, and utterly useless in World War II because of the aircraft carrier. So they kind of kept it out of most of the action because they were afraid of losing it. And finally, at the end, you know, they, they threw them in to Lady Gulf and Yamato's sister ship, Musashi, was sunk there. Yamato survived until it was the last operational battleship. And then when the defense of Okinawa was kicking off, the emperor was being briefed and he turned to the Navy after the chief of the army had finished briefing the defense of Okinawa and the kamikaze plans and everything. He said, where's the Navy? Have we no more ships? And so the Naval chief of staff came up with the idea of sending the Yamato and uh, about eight destroyers and one cruiser, which was all they had left on a one-way suicide mission to attack the U.S. fleet with no air cover. So naturally, predictably, uh, halfway there, they were, they were all sent to the bottom, except for, I think, three ships survived. Yeah. And uh, it was, but that story in, in Japan became uh, well, as well known as the story of the Alamo uh, is in Texas. You know, the, 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 the story of the doomed warriors, you know, mm -hmm. carrying out their battle. And it's kind of seen as the death of Yamato was necessary so that the old Japan of, you know, with the Bushido code and everything could die so the new Japan could rise, could rise from it. And, uh, and seen in that light, it, it has a very, um, I'm getting choked up just talking about it. Uh, it has a very, uh, very emotional and poetic meaning for, for people in Japan from what I've, from what I've read. And it's a fascinating story about are these these uh, sailors and and uh, and officers? They, went, they knew they were going to their deaths, and they res resolved to do their duty. And only about two hundred sixty-four of them came back. Over three thousand men went down on Yamato alone, and another thousand on the other ships. <laughs> so it's it's 
it's like a Japanese historian once said, once you read the story, your motto, it, it becomes sort of an obsession. And I have, well, I, I kind of get, I'm an enthusiastic fellow. And if I get excited about something, I follow it all the way through. So if you go to www.battleshipyamato.com, www.battleshipyamato.com, that's my history website that's dedicated to the history of the Yamato class and contains oh, virtually okay. every single surviving photo. Most of them combat photos that were taken by U.S. Navy planes as they were trying to sink them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get that linked up. It'll be there. That, that's pretty cool. Yeah. See, I knew there was a story behind this. That's good. You great. have to ask. Yeah. You have to ask. So well, we got some lights inside this dome. Okay. So probably can't see much there. Except see the little lights inside the dome. And now yeah. light, camera, action. Those are, well, I like those lights. <laughs> some of those lights. That's cool. And that is 34-inch tall King Kong on the Empire State Building kit bash. And there he is. So when you had this little alcove in your house, you're like, I need to put a Kong model there? Or was it just, well, it just you know, happens was, to go there? What was up here before, let's see if I can get this above, above head shot. It's hard for me to see what I'm showing you. But anyway, uh, I had the skeleton staircase up here. Uh, which is uh, from the seventh voyage of Sinbad. Sinbad is battling the skeleton. Uh -huh. That's what I had on here. Uh, but anyway, so this is a kit by uh, Resonant Motion, uh, Michael Maddy, who was also very helpful in answering questions as I was building it. But the kit is just this top and calm. And uh, so I added a little manacles. I drilled these out and put in plexiglass windows. And then I had the idea, well, if, I'm going to put in a life-size plane, and Bill Jones, he's the one who solved my engineering problem as to how to mount the plane. He said, well, why don't you just have the rod go out of his fist? Genius. But it took me two months. I couldn't figure it out, and Bill solved it like that for me. And then I said, well, if I put the plane there, it's not going to be balanced. So I need to build up an Empire State building, or at least a part of the tower. So how do I do that? So I spent. I don't know, three, four hours on the internet and finally figured out, okay, if I get a PVC pipe the right size, well, the first one was too wide, the second one was just right. And then I'm looking at it, I'm going, it's kind of plain. The Empire State Building has these lighted panels. Okay, I'll build some lighted panels. I'll, I'll use some plastic styrene rods, heat them and bend them, kind of make the frames, and I'll get some acrylic rectangles, and I'll paint them on the back with neon color, because that's pretty, that's pretty bright. But what I didn't know is you paint on neon, uh, those neon paints on, on acrylic, it's completely see-through and like granular. Oh, okay. Oh. Every one of these took 20 coats, 20 <laughs> coats. And it's very, you know, it's like a millimeter <laughs> thick paint and it's all granular, right? But you turn it around and you put it on the back and it's like, holy cow. You know, I, I didn't know what it was going to look like. But when I first finished, I, I said, this looks great. <laughs> So it's it's one of those uh, these winglets also. I almost lost the tip of my finger uh, trying to figure out how to make these winglets. Finally, I figured out I'll just make them out of balsa wood. They won't be too too uh, yeah. you know, too fancy, but it, it'll it'll work. And uh, and of course, uh, Tim over in the clubhouse is the one who printed this very 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 
nice King Kong, King Kong plaque that I yeah. used for this. Oh, and the base. That is nice. I'm gonna have to get one of those from him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the base the base is a is a butcher block that I found. And the great thing is it's got it's got two levels. So you kind of yeah. painted the painted the two colors and I'm so very happy with it. What's the uh, <laughs> what is the airplane model? Like uh it's a it's not it's not the it's not the exact plane uh that was uh in the movie because I couldn't find that one. This is a P-12E, which is actually a slightly newer model. It's a 1930 single-seater, uh, single-seater uh, U.S. Army okay. aircraft. So I'm just going to, so it's got a pilot. Tell me if this is a little tricky. Yeah, there he, I don't know. Can you see him? I'll put other pictures up, too, while we're talking, like kind of over yeah. my side. So anyway, there, there is an overhead light, but it, it, doesn't, it doesn't illuminate Kong properly so yeah so so there it is i, right, so, I really really like I this. hope you like it scott I, no i do first of all it's the uh it's the only kong okay so i hope you're like me in that that debacle from 76 and 2005 don't even count okay you're, preach, you're preaching to the choir that all right 2006 2005 or six Kong, whatever it was, is the most disappointing movie theater experience I've ever gone through. <laughs> I, I and, and I've said this before. I'm sure you've heard me. The last 10 minutes of the film were beautifully shot. Okay. Yeah. Other than her being 100 and some stories up in the air and not acting like she's 110 stories up in the air. <laughs> okay. Because, and you know, hey, you are in the Air Force. You're up 110 stories without anything strapped on you. You're freaking out. I'm sorry. You're, you're, yeah. you're freaking out. But, um, I feel your pain on the, because obviously you have an attention to detail. So the fact that you couldn't find an F8C Helldiver model probably just drove you insane. And uh, I can tell you that there was only one ever made, and it was by a Polish company. Was it Ardpol or Ardpol? I don't know if you've heard of them or not. And they made a resin one. And for years, I had it saved on my eBay. For years, I was yeah. I got to buy this. I got to buy this because it's accurate. I could use it with like a geometric King Kong or something. For years, it was there, and then they dried up. And I can I find every other model this company's made, but that one. <laughs> and it and like I said, so they were overseas. They were in Poland, so they weren't easy to come by to begin with. And you weren't the only guy looking for one, probably. Right? No. Yeah. no. No, and um, so I still haven't seen one. I've, I've had my search out there for about three years. And um, all righty, well, shall we, shall we? Real quick, I want the color choices on the lights. Do you what is that? How the building looks like? Is are there lighted panels oh. there on the Empire State Building in real life? Well, they they can they can light up any color they want. That's right. right. I know, I know, light. but that's how like. I because it's always been black and white, and so I never think it to look like if that thing lights up like that. So that's pretty cool that they. Yeah, they well, I, if you just if you just you know Google it, you'll yeah. come up with pictures of all kinds of different configurations. And I I picked these four colors and, and I ran them by my wife. She says, yeah, that they'll work. So, I, oh, the other thing is because these are neon colors, they're supposed to glow in the dark under a black light. I haven't gotten a black light flashlight yet tested. Okay. <laughs> and then the other lights with the remote lights that you have 
How much oh, were those? Yeah. Those little brand, those little spotlights. Okay, so so there's uh, there's four of them here. They're powered by three AA batteries. These are just glued on. These are the ones on the on the ground. They just I, I didn't I didn't connect them. Uh, you can find them on Amazon for if you don't need to have them shipped overnight like I had. Uh, you can get a pair of them for about twenty five bucks. Okay, I'll just check those out. And uh, it's it solved my problem here because there was no way I was going to leave. I was going to leave this guy in the dark. Yeah. After all the after all the work that I put on him. I don't know if it, you know what bad. else I love that you did is painted him brown. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and so many people go with black because that's the color gorillas are, and I, I understand that. You know. Yeah. But it's but, not that interesting. <laughs> no, it, it. It, it's not. I always thought a brown Kong looked better. And uh, see, that's why you like Kong of Skull Island because it's brown, right? No, I don't like that either. Okay. Well, you didn't mention that in your hate comments earlier, so that's how this works. No, do you want me to hate on Kong versus? (laughs) You want me to hate on Kong versus Godzilla? No, no, you can hate on that all you want. I like Kong of Skull Island, though. I I did not mind that movie. Speaking of the devil, there we go. Now, now this is the, this is the original drunk Kong. This is my kit bash, which inspired Steve uh, Sergioli and Beto Metali to offer uh, a customized pair of arms so modelers can do this. This is why they decided to do that because I made this one. That's awesome, <laughs> drunk Kong. <laughs> yeah, well, this is this is uh, I call this the I don't know if you can see the octopus. He's got he's got a guy in his mm-hmm. arms and he and he's got berry juice in the in the other in the other arm. I call this a beach party on Faro Island. <laughs> oh, that's great. And this is a, this is a custom Sinbad that you might recognize. Uh, you might recognize him. A little he's Hulk Hogan, waiting. yeah. Hey, brother, <laughs> let me tell you something, brother. Yeah, he's, he's still. There's only one King Kong, and it's Bundy. <laughs> yeah. He's still waiting for my uh, Monsters in Motion Kali to be completed so I can close him. Close him. Now, here's, here's another Kong bash that I did. A few years ago, with a Kyoto. Um, let's see if I can get this thing so you can see it. Uh, you see it now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah which is, this is a Kyoto uh, uh, action figure that I customized, and this is that ugly ass T Rex that Monsters in Motion uh, sells on their website. When I got this Kong figure, I, I'm like, hey, if I put this thing on its side, it'll look just like the T Rex <laughs> beaten on. So. Be, be uh, sure I, to look that up on the Monsters Motion website. Google ugly search ass, that. Ugly X T Rex. Yeah, and that's 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 what it needed to be to make this work. That's not a criticism. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let me try to move here, so I'm not blocking the light. This is this is a tribute to uh, the, the gentleman oh, whose yeah. name escapes me. Uh, uh, the, uh, the the special effects uh, fellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's this is a this is a uh, uh, I can't think of his name. The most well-known uh, Godzilla sculptor. The kid is just Mister. What's his name? And Godzilla. Sakai, so isn't idea. it? Isn't that Sakai? The Sakai. Uh, Sakai. Thank you. Yeah, this is my only Yuji Sakai resin. Uh, and so I had the idea to uh, basically just build a little diorama. I had a little Kong, grew him by a couple of couple of inches with putty just so he'd be kind of close in no, size. E- and it's E.G. Suburaya. 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 Yeah, it's Mr. Suburaya. It's a Sakaya Suburaya sculptor. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. And uh, and down here is we all had a oh, we all had a uh, mutual stroke. <laughs> I yeah. couldn't remember. And down here is uh, oh how well you can see it. This is uh, another uh, Harryhausen kit bash. Laudati dragon head onto the X plus dragon body customized. A couple of customized X plus um, Cyclops, and then uh, I don't know if you can you see uh yeah oh, you see cool. the. And I have some yeah. of the, I have close up pictures of this stuff. I'm going to kind of throw in here while we're doing it too. Yeah. That's, I yeah, love it. Now uh, here's another one. Now this, this one goes almost 20 years back. And this is, uh, this is of course the Emir in the forum. This is the X plus Emir. And I built up the, the forum and I kind of figured out how to make the pieces look like they're bouncing in air. There's basically a wire that's, that you can't see that's sticking, uh -huh. sticking in there, and a couple little, couple little figures that I customized. So I kind of, I kind of like that. It's kind of a simple, not very complicated, but an early, early example. Of I, I think the Emir is my favorite Harryhausen creation. I, yeah, for I, whatever I, reason, I always like the Emir. So. I, I, I love that movie. And here is the skeleton staircase. Oh, so that's what you said. Okay. That that used to be at that spot. Yes, yeah. it's, it's not as big. It's not as big, and it it had to it had to move. Uh, well, you can see it here, but um, there we go. Yeah. The, so there we go. While you're showing, do you enter contests? Are you like because this kind of fits into what we were talking about last couple episodes? Do you paint no, the, for yourself, only... do you, or do you paint for competition? I, I or I you paint, paint, are you paint. just have, out to have fun kind of thing? Well, I I don't. Uh, I do paint, but mostly. <laughs> mostly, I kit bash. Right. I, I, I paint. Yeah. But uh, the only the only model contest that I've ever entered until the one I'm going to enter in two days was the clubhouse modeling contest of 2009. The only <laughs> one the clubhouse ever had, and this was my entry. Uh, the tribute to Mr. Tsuburaya was my entry, and I think I think it finished ninth or something. Yeah, um, but uh, so I, I'm not concerned about contests that much. And, and that's, that's why I, mean. like, I got you, kicked you, out. <laughs> because I said you should have won, and they kicked me out for two years. That's why they kicked me out. Okay. And that's kind of why I asked that question, because you really seem like you're you're into just the joy of building and creating and and let the chips fall where they may. I made something cool, and that's the I think that's where everyone kind of should be with it. Exactly. I put it this way: um, I create these things because I feel moved to do it. Yeah. Not not for really any other reason. And I do have to. I do have to say one thing about this Kong thing. I don't have any. I mean, it's going to be in a contest. I'm not expecting anything. But my only hope for this kit, which is it started coming together, and I said, "Holy cow, this is going to be. This is going to be a little better than I that I thought." My only hope for this kit was that when people see it for the first time, that their first words would be something along the lines of, "Holy shit!" So. If <laughs> Well, have you ever got to the point? Have you started building something and about halfway through your kit bash, you're like, forget it and and throw it against the wall. I, this oh, yeah, ain't working. Yeah. Does it happen a yes. lot or is it? It used to happen quite a bit. Now I've I've gotten I've gotten smart enough to recognize it and not not to even go there. And if I <laughs> if I don't really feel it, then I know it's time to go and do something else. Now I want to show you something that that Bill Jones painted up for me. I think uh, in my if, younger days, my younger days. I'm I'm still a spring chicken. Like I would try to make these really big things and be like, and then it just never worked or didn't look right. 
And it was such a waste of money and time where I should have just been like compact a little more. And I'm glad, I wish I would have learned that earlier about building stuff for myself. I'm getting something ready here. This is one of my biggest kit bashes. This is a Paradise Godzilla. Uh, he's about 16, 17 inches. I mean, I straightened out his tail. I re-sculpted his head and I opened up his arms. And that was almost 20 years ago. And then he sat primed and unpainted because I was just intimidated. When we got to Texas and Bill and I finally met in person, and uh, I said, Bill, I want you to paint this for me. And he did. And it's, and uh, it's as you can see, yeah, he did a fantastic job. And then he surprised me by giving me this, this little, this little add-on uh, that uh, you can see. Yeah, this there we go. little add-on, which is the, the death beam <laughs> blowing up a tank. So that's, great. that's cool. Your and, wife uh, must be very understanding I because I tried to put that <laughs> in I my house. Under, I have the most understanding wife in the world, don't I, honey? <laughs> I don't know where she went. She she ran she away. <laughs> She's like, forget, I'm out. It, well, this is basically the dinosaur collection. I built a few of these. Most of them, most of them are just figures. But this is the Spinosaurus that uh, Bill painted up for me that I kitbashed out of a couple of different resin kits. Um, and I'm going to enter it into, into that contest in two days. Uh, cool. Bill just did an incredible job painting this thing. It's, you probably can't see it that well here because the light isn't too great. But uh, this is my uh, big hairy guy, uh, John Tucky, Toho Kong, uh, customized. Yeah. Jason is my big hairy guy. Just so I, I thought I was waiting for the Brian Clark joke. What, what come on? You go to me? Ah, ah. <laughs> oh, he's not here. <laughs> yeah. So I, I gave him about three inches in height so he'd be close to that Godzilla. And now this is the other this is the last thing that I wanted to show you. This is the first kit bash, I I'd say, of the caliber of that Kong that I did almost 20 years ago. So this is a Laudati Redosaurus head. Wait, can and I guess? A, can I guess? That almost ahead. looks like the uh Aurora Allosaurus uh, body, kind of. Is it? Uh, no, no, no. Okay. Think uh, Sean Connery. Sean, Sean Connery voiced the character that they gave the body. Oh, the Dragonheart? Oh, the dragon? yeah, Dragonheart yes. Dragon. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's the vinyl Dragonheart. From kit. AMT, right? Or was it was it Ertl or AMT? I have no idea. Yeah. Man, that might have been monogrammed. Monogram? Monogram? Yeah. yeah. Then, I'll, then I'll I got the crazy picture. idea. I got the crazy idea of, of building this whole thing around a lighthouse. So I had to cut a hole in there, drop this lighthouse, and watch what happens. Watch what happens when I turn on the light. Or rather, when I plug her in. Oh, wow. It even spins. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's cool. That is so yeah, cool. So was that how'd so, you do that? Like, was that a, a lighthouse kit, or was it something you fabricated? Yeah, it's no, it's it's a it's a lighthouse. There there are companies that sell different lighthouses that are based on real lighthouses that yeah. spin like this. You plug them into the wall. So I figured out this was the right size. Bought one, you know, cut a hole in the plaque, and then with putty and glue secured this thing, and uh, you know, built the retosaurus and there's a few small. You small people on here. <laughs> so, uh, so, Ravel monogram, by the way, Mr. Walker. Okay, I, I knew it was something. It was Ravel. 
Okay. So let me just turn it came over at the here same so time as those uh, Batman oh. ones, right? Like around that time. Yes. Yeah. So so basically that's that's it. I don't want to I don't want to keep you. Oh no! You, what's long, your next right? What's your next big project? You got anything in the in oh. the thinker? What's What's cooking back there? Well, let's. My next big project is the that that, big that dinosaur right? that I showed yeah. you. But yeah, well, we're we're now in the master bath. This is the master master bath. This is the. Oh, I thought bath. that was a glass showcase. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what's oh, in the look showcase? At He's got kids in the bathroom closet, dude. Seriously, yeah, okay, so, how is your wife oh, okay with any geez. of this? <laughs> look, 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 Jason, Redosaurus. Oh God. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> and over here we've got uh, oh look at that it's an emir oh, a geometric nice. emir and uh a lot of vinyl dinosaurs there's oh, the, i see the x plus cyclops too isn't that a nice is. kit yeah oh it's it's beautiful this is the 67 uh uh rotokaiju kong 67 mecha kong and uh, an unbuilt 62 version of the rotokaiju kong i've got i've got stuff here to keep me busy and uh that I, was uh those are the vinyl kits now if you go to the master closet hold on real quick uh, i have a i have a question about a dinosaur kit that you sent and i'll, I'll throw it up here sure. you, it's a t-rex fighting a triceratops is this the horizon darga t-rex the real yes. big one yes yes so i have That's that same exactly. kit and it's like doesn't that thing suck oh. i see you have your metal rod in the exact same place i have mine to try and keep yeah, that thing funny. from tipping over. Funny you should say that. Oh, look at that. You got it? It's the, it's the unbuilt it's, Oh, look at that. Okay. Right under it, right under it is another T-Rex. Will okay. I ever build them again? Who knows? But Yeah, I, that's one of those I'm things that's them. so big that I'm like, I don't know what to do with it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 built, I built them halfway. Like, I built the front half and the back half of the body of each one. Yeah. Then I put them in a trunk, and then I took them over to Europe, and I finished building them at, at you know, at my parents' How did that go over well? With, <laughs> like, what did they ask you at security? Like, what, what is this? You know, I this was this was like 2006, and this 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 crate was, you know, it was an old ship's crate that my father used to take on cross ocean journeys because he was a diplomat, and that's how they traveled back in the 40s and 50s. Yeah. So it was clearly overweight and oversized, and it was going to cost me about 70 bucks extra. But like the machine was broken down or something, and the guy said, no, I'll just check it in. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and so I built it up over there, and every few years, the, the leg starts sagging, and I try to figure out yeah. where to put another rod so that the T-Rex doesn't start going like this. Yeah, I almost want to just sell it because I have nowhere to really put it anymore, and it's... Yeah. And it's a great T-Rex. It's one of the best T-Rexes, I think. It's, I just don't, know, it's not I just, 100%, not 100% accurate no. for today, but it's still an awesome It model. is a very cool dinosaur. And I just wish it wasn't on one foot like that and made of vinyl. Like, I wish it was just a well, little stiffer. If, if I knew then what I know now, I would have put, um, I would have, I would have put plaster in both, in both. I, I think I put legs. plaster in mine and then filled it with spray foam. And it just never cured, right? It took forever to cure. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> more yeah. stuff. So I don't, ha I don't have Scott. I don't have a, I don't have a warehouse size stash. This is, this is my <laughs> resin stash up here. Uh, oh man, <laughs> I, you know, I don't have much. There's a few things up here. 
there's a few things up here. Oh, what? What's in the Typhon box? I see a Typhon Studios box. Uh, the, that, the Typhon is uh, is the Harryhausen's uh, saber tooth tiger. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Yeah. He just did a few years ago. That was a yeah. That was a nice kit because he sent us one to give away. Yeah. And uh, that was really nice. It was really nice. So, so that's it. We've probably gone. Into, oh, no, we're good. We've meandered a little bit. But, I love uh, meandering. I love the meander. <laughs> it's all good. All righty. Well, maybe we should finish in here because this is like the only room in the house besides the garage that actually has lights that I like. I was looking at the photos. <laughs> yeah. And my thing just went wonky here. So give me a second. Um, His thing always goes wonky. My computer went wonky. Oh, your computer. All right, I want to talk about the four-foot Yamato. Oh, yes. The, yeah, the Nichibo Yamato. In the, glass, oh, yeah. in the glass case. Yes. So did you build that here, or did you build that over there? I started building it here, and then I put it in a box. That none of the detailing or the superstructure was attached. I got that through customs. They opened it, uh, but they didn't lose anything. And then over the course of a few summers, I used to go, but my mom was still able to, to go over there. Um, I would go for three weeks every summer and then I would just be building this ship, building this ship. And I got, I got a lot of resin aftermarket pieces that are more accurate so that, you know, the, the complete build costs probably about, well, three or four times the cost of just the plastic Nichimo kit. <laughs> so do you wish it was here or are you happy with it being there? Oh no, no! I, I, it's perfect. It's perfect there. You know, the summer house is on a, on a, on a, a little island, and it has that's where I built my first ship. I still have my old uh, Titanic uh, that I built about nineteen. Well, you have a summer house on an island in Europe. Well, it's uh, my it, it's a small family summer house. My parents bought back in the sixties that I inherited, oh, and uh, so we we go there. We go there every summer. It's yeah, the Air Force has a good pension. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they deserve it. They deserve it. Well, first, that's first right. Off, I'm not, first off, I didn't retire. You know, I didn't uh -oh, stay yeah. that long. And there's a reason why I'm still why I'm going to be working for a couple hours after we sign off tonight. <laughs> well, my wife tells me five more years before we can retire because she she is the numbers person. She runs so. the show. Okay, <laughs> salute smartly and move forward. Gotcha. Um. So, you know, I see your whole collection and, you know, you show the stuff. And I didn't see, you mentioned the Aurora stuff yet. I saw no Aurora stuff. No it. desire to go back to it or? You know, it, it's, it gives me a fond feeling to look at it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a part of my life that's past and uh, I can't recreate it by, by rebuilding it. So I would rather... Do stuff that's more accurate, shall we say. So would you call yourself what they call a rivet counter when it comes to like the Yamato and stuff like you know rivet or, counter? Yeah. I try to make I try to make it as accurate as I could. Mm -hmm. Um but there's that's, a couple of there's a couple of things I forgot to do and it still bothers me when I look at it. But I, <laughs> that's how back. it comes with everything though. I think everyone's like that yeah. with all their stuff. Like I'll always look back and go, I, I hate that part. But no one else will notice well, it. But you'll I know. I think it's we there. tend to be perfect. If we're serious modelers, we yeah. tend to be perfectionists yeah. to the extent that we our skills no, allow. I know a lot of military guys. They call them rivet counters because they're like they're sticklers for the detail. 
Well, yeah, yeah. they're going to be, they're going to be, I'm sure they're going to be uh, picking apart that plane on that kip when they're judging it in two days. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they will. Yes, they will. I, I just want to see people look at it. Yeah. And just that, that, that's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, I don't care about the contest. I just, I want to spend the day with Bill and, uh, you know, talk models and, you want to spend a whole day with Bill? Uh, tell Bill oh, we love him and, and send him we our We do regards. love Bill. We had a lot of fun with Bill. Twice. <laughs> twice. No, Bill was on the show twice. <laughs> Once only. Yeah, well, it's the only time people saw it. Yeah, because well, somebody forgot to hit the audio record part of it. And he calls me up after we do the whole show. And he's like, oh, guess what? Yeah, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, any more questions, Scott? No, that's it. That's I, it? I just... Okay. Um, I saw that in the slideshow that you put up and I was really impressed. I always get impressed when people do big stuff like that, whether it's military or sci-fi or and when I say that hardware, I'm going to say hardware, you know, I mean, big monsters, you know, I'm impressed, but they're a dime a dozen. Okay. But when you yeah. see the work that goes into something like that or a big, enterprise yeah. or a millennium falcon or something like that and some of the work we've seen at wonderfest where you look into the cockpit and it's lit <laughs> the panels and shit and i'm like yeah. that just to me is just wow you know that's that's the stuff i look at and i go well that's modeling yeah. you know I, I don't i don't do much of that but because the story of that ship kind of grabbed me Mm -hmm. I, I pursued it because I wanted to build it. So, you know, when we push ourselves, we can often find that we have talents maybe in some areas that we didn't think we yeah, had. Right. So, well, I always say too, when I see built ups, when I see sculpts, um, you can tell when the sculptor, when the painter, when the builder, whatever, is really into the product project because it really shows, and and not that the final product is always good. But sometimes you just look at it and you see just that extra. And um, there's a difference between doing something because you're just getting paid to do it and doing mm -hmm. something because you have to do it in right. terms of you're just, it grabbed you and you just, it won't let go until you create it. <laughs> right. Well, like, so. and you mentioned Tucky. Um, <laughs> uh oh. He had that Phantom of the Opera with Christine unmasking him. Yeah. And the dress, that one. the dress on the Christine. Is just to me one of the most beautiful things Jeff Yeager's ever sculpted. Okay. And I just yeah. look at that and go, he must have just really been into sculpting that because it's fantastic. It is just fantastic. And not that Jeff doesn't do good work, but sometimes I see some of Jeff's stuff and I go, man, that one he must have really been into doing because it's, it's, and I've seen it with other sculptors too. I'm not picking on Jeff because he might watch and beat me up, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's, like I say, and I've seen it with builders too, man. Guys that just uh whew, they they decide, they really like something and they put their all into it and that's cool. So Yeah, I think awesome. that's that's why we do that's why we do what we do. <laughs> yeah. we we greatly appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much okay. for sharing everything with us. Keep keep sending us pictures, keep us updated. If you want to come back on and show us more stuff, I you know, next build. I like that. I got to get sure. on my horse and then, then then churn out some new stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, All right. I, I keep seeing that shower in the background. I remember the David Letterman episode where he had Terry Gar get in the shower. So I want to say, hey, Bill, can we get you to take a shower? Because that's what <laughs> Letterman did to Terry Gar for like 20 minutes. And she finally got in it. 
So and there's actually YouTube video of that. So look I that think, up. That's I think fun. I remember that. I think I do. All right, man. We'll see you around. Thank right. you so much for joining right, us. Take care. Take care Thank Blaine. you very much. Pleasure. Bye. All right. Pleasure talking with you guys. Take care. Right. Hang on. Thank you, Vlad. That was awesome. Very that was cool awesome. Uh, the Yamato story. The Yamato story yeah. was really interesting. Um, put that website up for sure. Down there. And, uh, yeah. Wonder Down how many well. Toho's died on that one. <laughs> um. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to start bleeping it. <laughs> You're the one that made it dirty. Yeah, but I, okay. uh, oh my right. god. <laughs> uh, Vlad, thanks. You're a really interesting guy. Really nice guy. Yes. Uh, a nice guy. Super nice guy. Air Force. Yeah. Like, and and after uh, the episode, we did get to meet his wife, and she seems like a really nice lady, too. Obviously, she puts up with all that stuff around the dude, house. So, they have a that, bathroom awesome. closet filled with model kits. How is anyone yeah. getting away with that? I don't even understand. Yeah, where do you put the towels? Who cares? <laughs> Dry off? Why? They're in with the with, with the Typhon box. They're right there. Yeah. Oh, man. Meantime, so, thank you, buddy. Can you imagine the accident that could go on if you were sitting on the can <laughs> trimming a vinyl piece and you dropped the freaking X-Acto knife? Didn't, I've heard that story before. Who's someone we know? Kalen was on the can. It was Kalen. That's what it yeah. was. Is Mark Kalen? Yep. Yep. Uh, so thank you, right. Vlad. All right, emails. We already did one of our emails, voicemails, and corrections. If again, you want to get a hold of us, leave email is modelclubtv at gmail dot com. Send us a send us an email. Tell us send us hate mail. Send us love letters to me, and then the voicemail. I'm working the buttons, man. I'm working them. 708-816-4299. Leave us a voicemail. 30 seconds or less. Get to the point. It makes it so much better. And here we go. Yeah. CG gets an exception because he starts most of his voicemails out with. Oh, yeah. This is CG Blade. 25 seconds is gone. Okay. That's true. So he can go a little sooner. I could start editing. Yeah. Well, no, if you edit it out, it's not as good. All right, so Uh-oh. Chuck Kamolka sent us uh, um, an email, and it was pretty shocking, actually. And it made me really mad at myself. Did you take it out on yourself? I did. <laughs> a lot. I'm on a roll long, tonight. For a long good. time. <laughs> okay. Um, Whack your toe hole. All right, anyway, go. <laughs> See, now whacking a toe hole could be like... Like he could be like five things. <laughs> All right. What did Chuck send you? <laughs> this is why I'm way more fun than that fucking statue you had on for two episodes. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. All right. I'm back. From Chuck Kamoka. From Chuck Kamoka. Hey, this is not our type of modeling. But any model event that has been around this long and is canceled forever is a great loss. I was like, what? What is he talking about? The Chicago Toy Soldier Show has been canceled. Done. Over with. So I went to the website and I'll put some pictures up here. They had a problem with the hotel. The hotel that with their contract, they had a disagreement on some of the things that in the past they had agreed to. And it looked like they weren't accommodating them in the future and charging them more money. 
And so instead of trying to find a new hotel and move it, it's over with. So, and it takes place every October, I think, up here in Chicago. And I'm mad at myself because every year I say, I'm going to go to that show. And I end up not going to that show. And now I'm never going to go to that show. show. Now there's a no show. So the Chicago Toy Soldier show has been canceled. Uh, For people who have gone to that show, maybe in the comments down below, let us know like what your thoughts are on this. It's anytime to see it. Like Chuck said, anytime you see a model show like this go away, that's sad. I don't, I, and this one has been going on a long time. And so really great work was happening at of that Chuck. Time. I believe it was Chuck sent me a message. I don't know if he sent you the message too about the 3d printing in color. Yeah, he did. And I that's wouldn't... just, you know, it's probably years down the line before we're going to see it, but it's coming. So I was going to put that in here as well. The, he said it was a Facebook. It's a, we'll get to the toy show done. I, I just really, it, it bothers me that that's gone. And I feel really like mad at myself. for not going the 3d printing in color. And it's not just like filament printing in color when we're talking about this. And I'll put a Ooh. picture up. It is. It looks like the real thing in color. Like it's not, it's crazy. So the way it works is almost like filament printing. And it's this machine that kind of runs back and forth. Did you watch any of the video? I didn't watch it all, but I did watch some of it. And it's almost like they were, they were a printing company, like a, like two dimensional printing company. And the way they had their machines work, they figured out it was building. They figured like when I was watching the interview with the guy, they were building up like slight three, like a, like a, like a, a layer to it. And they're like, Hey, what if we tried to do this more and push this technology into a more 3d printing? Well, so it's like a, it's almost like an inkjet printer that 3d prints at the same time. And you get things that look almost like photographs of this stuff. Yeah, and you're was, like, was well, crazy. There, there goes your painting models. But I think the craft of painting models will always be there. And well, just like the Chuck craft of that. sculpting something in clay yeah. will always be there. Yep. You know? Yep. Uh, that's the show. Really? No voicemails? No corrections? No. no. Wait, do we have a correction? Yeah, it's a Redosaurus, not Radosaurus. Or Redosaurus, Vlad. Anyway. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's the show. Scott, we'll see you soon. Because February is a short month. Ugh. I just ripped ass. Goodbye. Done. <laughs>